Hi, everyone. I'm Fox News Roop Raj. On the July 27th, 2023 edition of Let It Rip, things got really hot. We were talking about Hunter Biden. Is he getting a free pass from the Justice Department? And what about his father? Is President Biden also being treated too easily by the media? We took that on. Also, we talked about the UAW as negotiations continue with the big three. And unions in general, are they asking for too much? Again, things got heated on this edition of Let It Rip. And so with that... Let's get to the show. Tonight on Let It Rip. You've got an informant claiming that the Biden family had been bribed. Should you ignore that or should investigate that? Calls for impeachment echo through the Capitol. President Biden's son, Hunter, under fire. Why some say the president is getting a free pass from the media and his son is getting the same from the Justice Department. It's shameful to me, as I've said before, that these companies uh, talk about uh, the transition to EVs and they talk, they, you know, they talk about workers and call them family and they consider their employees family. But, you know, as I've told people, I don't know how their family works, but my family don't roll that way. But first, negotiations reaching a fever pitch between the UAW and Detroit's big three. Union leaders are taking a tough stance, but are auto workers asking for too much? We'll hear from both sides starting now. And so it's time now to let it rip. Let's dive right into the latest on the union saga. We're joined now by former state representative and current DPSCD board member Sherry Gay Dagnago and Republican state senator Jim Runstead. Uh, I don't think we have to draw the line for you to understand. Charlie, of course, Charlie Langton, our legal analyst with us, to know who stands where when it comes to unions, uh, because it often is split on, on lines when it comes to this. But I got to start with you, Sherry, a little bit about what we're seeing right now already in the UAW negotiations, the fact that Mr. Fain decided not to do the traditional handshake to begin the meetings with the big three, does that surprise you? Do you think that's a good idea? Well, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I think when you look at um, these companies that are making billions of dollars and the work uh, continues to lay at the feet, you know, of those who are working hard every day uh, and can't seem to get the raises that are necessary without those type of strong negotiations, he's sending a strong message um, that says we're not here to play. We're here to negotiate on behalf of the working people uh, in the UAW, and sometimes we have to come with a stern stance. And I think that's what he's doing. He's just taking the rain. He's hit the ground running. Uh, and everybody has their own style. So I think right now, I mean, I'm enjoying watching uh, the way in which he is dealing with uh, the big three to let them know, hey, you're making money off of these cars. We got EVs about to take place. You're transforming the economy in many ways, but you're not looking at what will happen to the workforce as we continue to evolve uh, into EV vehicles. All right. So so then Senator Run said, you, you sit back and you do look at the, the, the billions of dollars worth of profit. General Motors posting their earnings report this quarter of more than $40 billion. Um, Ford doing the same. Stellantis doing awfully well also. Um, shouldn't they be sitting down and saying, wait a minute here, it's on these backs that we made these profits. We should do something to help them? 
Well, I think they're making them on the backs of the people purchasing the cars. Uh, everybody I talk to, everyone out there says the cost of cars is like insane. I think we're around 60,000 family income in here in the state of Michigan. What cars are running about 50,000, 40,000 in there to buy a brand new car. I think that these auto companies are gouging the customer. Uh, auto industries, I was born in the Flint area. I've associated with, went to school with auto workers my entire life. Uh, they're very well compensated. Uh, do they have some grievances? They may have some grievances, but my bigger concern is what's happening at the state with all of the legislation that is forcing things that are going to cost more for the consumer and more for the taxpayer. But well, wait a minute. You already have right to work. What else do you need? Uh, many Democrats would say you already have a state in which you can pick what you want to do. You want to be no, part of the you're, union? You're wrong. The you're wrong. We're the only state that reversed right to work. Thank God for the In the entire nation, and all of these states, I have all the statistics about how well Michigan has done since right to work has come in, because we were known as a state in the stranglehold of union bosses. Right to work simply says that you're not forced to join a union when you go to work. And we're the only state that has reversed that. So we're going back into that lost decade. But Jim, I, and that's that what I meant. That's in my mistake. What I meant to say is this is the state in which that was reversed. And so what complaints do you have now that that's been reversed? It's, it's giving a horrific bad name to businesses who are planning on coming here to the to state of businesses. Michigan. businesses. Also, we should give more to oh, businesses well, We're talking small businesses. The uh, billion-dollar businesses, business pay the bills. not Government the 600,000 workers the that are union workers bill. in the state of Michigan. Runstead, I think you need to say ton, that slow and listen to yourself speak. Say that slower and listen to yourself speak because it's not computing. It doesn't it make computes. a whole lot of sense. If you go by the Bureau uh, of Labor Statistics, it lets us know that when labor unions uh, uh, provide for higher wages, it stimulates our economy. That, that, that's not disputed. That's not a, a partisan issue. That's a factual issue. And so that's what we have to do, look at the facts and not just go by rhetoric that's put, well, put Charlie, it, pushed what, out in the community. One of the facts that's out there is that only 5% of the cost of a car goes to the labor, right? That's the cost to the cost for labor is 5% of the price of a car. Uh, and yet they're saying, hey, we need more rights. This is important to us. Give us a little bit more. Pay the workers what they are Absolutely. worth. Absolutely. And I don't care if it's auto workers, it's teachers, police officers, firefighters. Pay the people that make life for us better. Pay them what they're worth. Now, these CEOs do make a lot of money, and they are worth a lot of money. However, the company is making, they're making money. And they can build into a profit structure, some kind of a structure where they can get more incentives. Do it, you know, make it. If you make more money, the workers get more money. There are ways to do it. You don't have to get guarantee a raise every single time. But if the work, if the company makes the money, pay the worker. And the other thing, the better thing maybe, is that the morale for the workers are so much better. I've interviewed these people from the world. 100%. And they're upset. They're not getting it. They don't feel valued. You want to make your work, if you're the boss, make your workers feel valued. And one of, one of the ways to do it, pay them more money. We saw what happened with right to work. And again, my apologies. 10 I years, a decade but, but, loss. And I'm so glad that our governor was able able to, along with the members of the legislature, to repeal right to work. I'm also thankful that the governor has also signed legislation that is now allowing for schools to pay into uh, the unions, because not just the union members benefit when wages are available, everybody let's benefits. Talk, let's talk for a moment about what happens in a 
non-unionized case. For instance, Ford Motor Company with their EV plant in Tennessee. They said, hey, we're going to go to Tennessee. We're going to go down south because it's more attractive for us as a company to make cars in a place that doesn't favor unions so much. They're doing well. Workers there are still getting what they want, just not in a union. What problem do you have with that? Well, so here's the thing. They have some of the protections of, of those that are unionized, and that's why we have to address this. But we don't even just have to look at the auto industry. Let's look at our United States Postal Services. I mean, we all saw the, the temperatures that have escalated across the country, well in the hundreds, people dying while delivering mail. Is that what we want to turn our country back to, a place where safety standards are not put in place, a, a place where the 40-hour work week doesn't matter, a place where you don't have benefits? Is that I, I, what we want our country? I, I think we're, while we're, we get we're, billion we're, dollar companies, we're, we're concerned about the government postal workers are not going to have a, the rights. Many of so them die delivering when, mail, Ronstead. Oh. Let's be honest now. Let's all, be honest. All the postal workers are dying. It's I not about no, all no, of the no. postal workers no. dying, but we don't want the, one to the, die. The point do we? is, the point is, do you have daughters? The point is, I have two daughters. Do you have wives? Because labor shows. No, no, this has to do with labor. No, this has to do with labor. But let's get, let's get back. Let's labor get back. ensures. I don't have a problem. Republicans don't have any problem with uh, a company negotiating, with unions negotiating for higher wages or anything else they want. I think that's great. If Amazon employees want to unionize, I think that's great. If uh, Starbucks wants to unionize, I think that's great. What I don't like is when the government comes in and starts imposing on business government regulations to help the Democrat Party, such as uh, public employees having to give all their personal information to the union. That's one of the bills they just passed. We passed a, an amendment that you can't intimidate people to join the union. They shot that down. This is the kind of stuff that the Democrats have passed for the union bosses, bill after bill after bill, and it's turning this back decades into the lost decade. But do you have a problem with the fact that someone like Jeff Bezos makes what he makes as one of the richest people in the country, and before Amazon actually unionized, he was one of the people leading the charge to fight against it. Do you have a problem with Howard Schultz, the founder of Starbucks, basically saying, hey, I'm going to try to fight and bust this whole union effort? Do you have an issue with that? I just said I, I, I would be there marching for the unionization of oh, Starbucks. I, I have no problem with uh, unionization. I have a problem with the government coming in and forcing these things, like right to work, telling an employee for to go to work, you have to join and you have to pay union dues. It's all the government what we have been dealing with in Lansing is a massive giveaway to the bureaucrats and to the bosses and of the so unions. so we asked Sherry Gay and how much did the auto how, industry get? How, how does, much did they get in the appropriate process? How does, how does an automaker like GM or Ford compete with, let's say, a Tesla when Tesla is working to make the same electric vehicle with fewer parts, fewer workers? And a more competitive wage. How is how is General Motors and Ford supposed to? I, I can't speak to how they compete with Tesla, but what I can say is, when you have a happy and respected workforce, and let's not just focus just on the auto industry. I'm a former Detroit Public School science teacher. Uh, many of our teachers are struggling with having fair and equitable wages, and then even starting on the right step. Our labor president, uh, uh, Lakia Wilson, has advocated and gone to Lansing to make sure that we restored what was undone in 2013. And so it is incumbent upon us to look at how we all pour into the pool of protecting all workers and making sure we have access to fair wages. The one thing that I was going to say before uh, Senator Rundstedt uh, said that I was holding the mic too long was the fact that the yep. Bureau of uh, 
labor statistics highlights and shows that when you have a labor environment, women who receive a fraction of the pay of their male counterparts receive equitable wages. And so how can you look in the face of more than a half a million or more workers and say you don't deserve those fair practices? How can you look at the women in the state and say we don't deserve the fair Senator practices Brunson, is that, in the state? Is that what Republicans she, she, are saying? She's trying this identity politics. The reality is identity? that what happened with the schools identity is they have gotten record, record budgets, record amount of money. They are not wanting for money with a couple of the problems is they took a lot of that one-time cash and built gigantic stadiums that should have went to the teachers that went should have went into the schools. It wasn't being done. There is a lot of things that we have passed here that have eviscerated the rights of the parents to be involved with the schools and empowering the unions. In the city of Flint, in the city of Detroit, it was the unions that kept the schools shut down when all the other classes were all open way after the pandemic because they wanted to stay I home. Know well, I know you don't want to start this conversation. I know you don't want to start this decision there. Well, let's hope that what began without a handshake will end with a handshake in which everybody gets an equitable the piece of what they deserve. The union did their job, We'll have and to I wait and see. Them. We'll be covering it. Sherry Gagnago, good to see you. Senator Runstead, always good to see you. Charlie and I are back on the other side of the break talking about Hunter Biden. Is he getting a free pass from the Justice Department? And is President Joe Biden getting a free pass from the media? We tackle that when we come back. Welcome back. The president's son, Hunter Biden, is in the spotlight tonight facing tax charges, and it's giving Republicans new fuel against the president. And some are asking tonight, is there a two-tier justice system? Joining us now, Detroit City Councilman Coleman Young II and Brian Pannebecker, the founder of Auto Workers for Trump. It's good to see both of you. Thanks for joining us. And, of course, Charlie Langton, our legal analyst, uh, here as well. So let's get right to it. Hunter Biden in court. Uh, this all happened in the last few days, last 48 hours. There was a proposed deal where he would plead guilty to tax charges to avoid a gun charge and hit a snag. And the judge said, hold on, wait a minute here, let's just figure this out. Coleman, does that help or hurt this president, whose son is in the midst of this problem right now? First of all, Ruth, it's always good to see you, man. You look like new money. Always good a pleasure. To see Finally you, got man. caught up to the big leagues. Uh, you're here, so man. excited. You're here. So excited. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Listen, first and foremost, I just think this is a gigantic distraction. I mean, the fact of the matter is, if we're really serious about justice, we'd be talking about the fact that Jared Kushner got $2 billion from the Saudis, the fact that the Trump sons were part running an organization that was con actually convicted of criminal tax fraud. I mean, the fact of the matter is, Trump and his family, they have more cases against them than an airport conveyor belt. They've broken every single law except gravity. And this is nothing more of a distraction because Trump is about to face two more indictments, one for messing with election interference in Georgia, and then for his role with January 6th, the violent insurrection that led to the coup, to violent coup d'etat against the United States, his own government. That's all this is. So, Brian, from Hunter, Hunter Biden is a private citizen. This is a personal matter, and no one else should have to care about it. What's wrong with that? Well, Hunter Biden may be a private citizen, but he's been raking in millions of dollars for the Biden family. And thank God we have a Republican Congress right now, because Jamie Com Comer, uh, in charge of the House Oversight Committee, has dug into the bank records. And it turns out that the phone 
phone call that Trump got impeached for when he spoke to the prime minister over there and said, hey, you might want to look into the Biden de dealings with Burisma because something janky's going on there. It turns out it was. They've set up like 23 shell companies, the Biden family has, to accept money from Ukraine, China, Romania, a bunch of other uh, foreign countries. And then that money is filtered through there and it's made its way to at least nine Biden family members to say to so for Coleman to say that this is a distraction that's a distraction Biden's are taking uh, bribes from foreign countries and there's an FD 1023 FBI document that the FBI hid since 2018 or 2019 where a highly uh, placed source very reliable according to the FBI said that the Biden's Hunter and Joe each accepted they actually strong armed the CEO of Burisma to get five million dollars each to okay. have Chauvin, these, the, the prosecutor the that prosecutor. was looking into Burisma, fired. These are allegations that you're talking about, but there are a couple things that have come out in the recent days. Uh, and Coleman, I want you to address this. Hunter's ex-associate saying, uh, hey, he met with Joe about the China deal. Then we hear Hunter saying uh, that, hey, in a phone conversation, I'm sitting with my father. Uh, and why has this commitment not been fulfilled, talking about a China deal? Why shouldn't the American people be concerned, even though the president has said he's had nothing to do with the business dealings? If these things are true, that would be very scary, wouldn't it? That's the key thing, if these things are true. If they're true, show the evidence. All we heard is hearsay. All we heard is what someone says. First, first let me say this. Shokin was not fired because he was trying to pressure, because he was trying to pressure uh, Burisma for the Bidens. Shokin was fired because he would not prosecute corruption. That's why Joe, I'm sorry, that's why Joe Biden asked for him to be fired, not because he was investigating the Bidens. But if this, if, so if the then that, vice president. But I just want to say that. That's, that. that's just completely false. Let's just get that but out if, the record. But if no, these are not the but truth, I want that you is the truth. Hold no, on it's not. It's been proved repeatedly. And if Coleman, they have evidence, show it. But Coleman, I want to address this. If they here. end up with evidence with an ex-associate basically saying that, hey, I met with Joe about the China deal, if that's true, and I'm, I understand these are allegations, but if Hunter is sitting with his father and asking a Chinese businessman why this commitment hasn't gone through, if these are true, that's very disturbing. And if that it was is. Trump, but if that was Trump and Donald Jr., you would be talking a very different tone, wouldn't that's you? That's exactly yeah, correct. But, but again, it's a double standard. But but is, again, we have a two-tier justice system talking about and this was a Trump issue where his son Donald was having these same allegations against him and Donald Trump Sr., would you be talking But we're talking thing? hypotheticals. Look, we're talking about the president of the United States of America potentially doing wrongdoing. I would like to see some actual evidence first before we make a decision. Look, I mean, that's like saying if I reverse my age by 20 years and lost weight, I could go play in the NFL. We all <laughs> know Charlie, that's Charlie, like, Charlie, it's I keep talking about a two-tier justice system evidence? from both sides. The evidence has been one moment, by the one FBI. Moment. Charlie, we keep hearing about a two-tier two justice system, both from Trump's side and the Biden side. This seems like the biggest buzzword in this election. I think it is the biggest buzzword in the election, the two-tier justice system. The only thing I do know is that there was a plea bargain just the other day that fell apart, and there was a judge that, that picked apart the plea. Please don't generally fall apart, especially at this level. It was a so sweetheart something, deal. Something went Charlie, wrong come on. there. You don't give away two tax charges and a gun charge for a misdemeanor, no no jail time. Not even prison time, but no jail time. So 
it was a sweetheart deal. It could have been. Paula, a, I don't know the facts. I don't know all the facts there. So it could have been a great deal. But it fell apart, and someone is picking apart right. something there. A federal judge we, picked a it apart. A federal judge picked it apart. Yeah. I think that's a Trump appointee. I think Trump appointee. That's okay. Trump appointee. Still, but there was a Justice Department that seems, though, possibly trying to rush this plea through. That's not good either. So something on that level, I don't understand. So, Brian, the question then becomes, we keep talking about hypotheticals, and we shouldn't be talking about hypotheticals, but the one thing we do know in this affidavit against Trump, the one about the classified documents, is the fact that this affidavit does say that he was sharing with some audio some of these classified documents about military secrets and nuclear secrets with random company at his Florida home. When you see that, does that disturb you more or less than what you're hearing about the Biden case? It, it disturbs me equally when I hear of somebody doing something that's breaking the law. Now, my problem is— Do you when, think Trump when, broke the law? They, he, when he gets to court, we're going to find out. I think that the, pro, the charges against him are all politically motivated. They're going after Trump for anything they can dig up, just like when he was in office. They've been after this guy since he came down the escalator. Joe Biden's committed crimes. He's the big guy that's involved with Hunter's shady business deals. All those companies that Hunter allegedly owns do nothing except collect donations from foreign countries so he can funnel it to his cronies and his family. So when the Coleman says he wants to see the evidence, well, then the FBI should stop hiding the evidence. That FD-1023, that uh, the uh, source, the human source that they investigated, said that they both collected, they strong-armed the CEO of Burisma for $5 million each for Hunter and for Joe. Well, Let's see that HD 1023. But you hear Coleman say often that this is a distraction about the Biden case and the Trump case, false, allegedly falsifying business records and allegedly mishandling classified documents. Is that just a distraction or is that something that if there's smoke, there's fire and that you're concerned about? I think that the charges against Trump are largely politically motivated, and that's, that's where not the a defense in court, though. Okay, I understand that, but the, if they're going to go after him on such flimsy, you know, made-up things, all the presidents take home. I mean, look what happened after they found those documents. They after they raided Mar-a-Lago, you saw the documents that uh, Biden had in his garage, sitting in a cardboard box next to his but Corvette, he and his son but he gave, Hunter, but he gave yeah, them but up, right? He had them there, and guess what? He had he had classified documents from back in the seventies when he was. Senator, guess what? Senators are not allowed to take home classified I get documents. That. Brian, he and took them home Brian, illegally. Let's just say all things are equal, and it's it's not good that both of these men had classified documents. They go Mike, after him, Mike Pence. Why aren't they so going go after, after them Joe? Both. But when they go after Joe and he gives them up. And then you go after Trump, and he doesn't. They come back three times, according to the affidavit. Isn't that an issue? According Isn't that to the Trump, he was negotiating with the uh, group to get, return those to the archives. And you know that's this is just, no negotiation. That's this just is, an this act. belongs that's to the American Coleman, I'm going to ask you a question. What? Uh, you say this is just fodder for uh, you know political theater, perhaps, with this Biden case. But there's it one is. guy who says that's completely false. Kodak Black is a very famous rapper, uh, and he got 46. <laughs> months, 46 months, 46 months behind bars for for charges that are almost identical to Hunter Biden. And his attorneys are saying, man, I wish I had that kind of privilege that Hunter has. Your thoughts on that? Well, well first now of all, you're defending white privilege? Well, 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 first of all, you have to admit that it exists for me to defend it. So are you admitting but are, are white you privilege defending it? You, 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 you think Connor should be treated differently Are you admitting that white privilege actually exists? Are you, don't, are you, don't, 
but here's are me you, the thought. Okay. Are you okay. don't believe exists. Okay. Hey, that doesn't Brian, make any sense. Let's, let's, let's let him answer the question. Yeah, yeah. Kodak, Please, Kodak Black, Kodak, Kodak for the Kodak Black is, for is an entertainer. Right. He gets 46 months in prison for a civil right. charge, and Hunter Biden is still right. floating around that, here. That, that's the wrong comparison. Why the wrong, the no, wrong, no, 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 no. The wrong, that's wrong comparison. wrong comparison. I'll tell you why. We're talking about people who are in positions of power, right? The person who you need to be compared to is Jared Kushner receiving $2 billion from a, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, can I please finish, sir? Thank you. Uh, $2 billion from a dictator who tortured with a bone saw and killed an American citizen and journalist in Jamal Khashoggi. If he is not being brought up on charges, I don't really want to hear anything about um, so, about, about Hunter Biden and, you know, all due respect to Kodak Black, but I don't really don't want to hear from that either. So Hunter should just be able to walk free after taking a $5 million bribe? No, well, first of all, you can't prove that. Prove that. Somebody can't prove that. Go ahead. Just because you say the FBI is Charlie is making some sense of this as he listens patiently to both sides. He's saying, wait a minute, there could be corruption on both sides. Wouldn't that be a wild world in which Democrats Prove it. and then Republicans— Then why aren't they investigating Prove Hunter it. and Joe Biden? Well, currently Prove this stuff is it. being adjudicated, and we're going to see what happens with that. Proving it is good. Let's go they, had Prove Prove they had a sweetheart deal. They had a sweetheart deal, and a federal judge said, no, we ain't going to Fire is hot. If you're going to charge somebody with a crime, you got to actually have evidence. Well, if you don't have evidence, then let's just move on. Let's put the tinfoil hat on him, and let's just move on. We're going to Christopher Ray is hiding depending evidence. On, depending on what color you're rooting for, you're calling it false or you're calling it true, the bottom line is the court will tell the story with both this yeah, Hunter case and others, we think, and the Trump case. Brian, thank you for joining us. Coleman, always My good man. to see you. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Charlie and I are back on the other side of this break as well with our guests with some final thoughts. Got hot in here, didn't it? Yes, it did. <laughs> Real hot. Like, here we are with our final thoughts. Uh, let's start over here just on that side of the table with Brian on what we're looking at with this Biden case. Well, hopefully uh, the House Oversight Committee, which is now chaired by a Republican, will continue to uncover bank records, facts, actual evidence, and they will get to the bottom and they will find the money trail. You know, if you want to find out if a crime was committed, follow the sure. money, and the money's been flowing to the Bidens. Coleman? I think that this is good. I think that the deal is going to be upheld, I think, eventually. I think what happens is the Republicans are going to overplay their hand. They're going to go for impeachment. And I think once that happens, then I think that Joe Biden's going to win. I think we're going to have, we're going to gain seats in the Senate, and we're going to take back the House. Charlie, you're the only lawyer in the House. Well, I'll tell you what, let's make this a still a PR issue, too, because it's in the, uh, a level that everyone in the country is going to be following. So, yes, the law may play it out. I don't know the facts on the law side, but the bottom line is the, the, the Biden people are going to, they may take a little sting on this one. A privilege sees no color, whether it be red or blue, and we'll have to wait for a judge to decide on both these cases what happened here. We thank our panel, Brian and Coleman, for joining us. Charlie, always good to be with you. That does it for this edition of Let It Rip. The Let It Rip discussion continues online. Sound off on Facebook, Twitter, or Fox2Detroit.com.